Welcome to Fried, the Burnout Podcast, Season 5. The goal of each Fried episode, whether you're an entrepreneur, parent, employee, or otherwise defined, is to create moments of spontaneous healing by ensuring that you feel seen, heard, connected to others, and validated. By doing this, Fried fulfills its mission to kill the shame, blame, and judgment associated with burning out, and Fried adds to its original goal of creating a movement to hashtag end burnout culture. Should you need a coach, Fried coaches are standing by to help guide you through recovery. Book a call anytime by visiting the links in the show notes. Should you need a speaker, you can hire me, Kate, and you can rest assured that your people will have fun and learn about burnout at the same time. In the meantime, I'm ready to give you this week's episode, which will help you heal just a little bit more, starting now. Hi, Fried Friends. Welcome to my first ever Straight From Sarah episode. I am so stoked to be here. You will now be getting an episode from each of us once per month in between the super useful interviews with folks who have come back from burnout to share their wisdom with us. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm delighted to be sharing this topic with you. Today, we are talking about how to rebuild trust with ourselves after burning out. As we know, burnout sucks for many reasons. It doesn't just leave us exhausted and brain dead. It also strains our relationship with ourselves. On our way to being burnt out, we were doing the best that we could to take care of ourselves with what we had at the time, and we still burnt out. That sucks. This often leaves us feeling like we can't trust ourselves to make good choices anymore. But please remember that we had the best of intentions and it's not our fault that we burnt out. As we've discussed in other episodes, there are so many more ingredients than we can even count at play in the recipe for burnout. And the good news is is that we can learn new ways of being and doing that rebuild trust with ourselves. I know that it may sound impossible to trust yourself, especially if you are at the peak of your burnout. You just don't feel trustworthy. You feel like a shell of yourself. But lucky for us, we can bounce back. We just need some awareness and some time, space, and grace for the process. What is this process, you ask? It is a practice of listening to and providing for ourselves in the present. To rebuild trust, we're going to practice meeting ourselves where we are at now, not where we think we should be or where we were before we were burnt out, but where we are in the moment that we turn inward, tune in, and listen. The burnt out versions of our brains can't logic well anymore. But unfortunately, they keep trying, and the result is overthinking everything. Luckily, logic is not what we need to recover from burnout. What we need is to sense our way out. We need to be able to tap into our bodies and listen to the honest truth about what is happening and what we need. On our way to burnout, when our brains were still working, we addressed taking care of ourselves very logistically. We hear about what we should do to calm us down or to keep us well, and we do our best to fit it into our schedule. And then we do it so we can check it off our to-do list. We don't tend to stop and check in and ask how it felt or if it created the effect that we were hoping for. We just keep doing what we were told should work and check it off the list and feel productive. The more self-care you fit in and check off, the healthier you get, right? Wrong. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. It definitely didn't work that way for me. And I tried real hard for two decades to fit it all in, do it all right, until I crashed face first into the floor every day, literally. But I didn't listen to that message. I picked myself up off the floor and kept going multiple times a day after almost every patient. 
Here's what happened when I finally got the message that helped me commit to a real break. The lockdown at the beginning of the pandemic forced me to close my clinic. Even though I noticed that my insides were tantruming to try to make me take the break for what it was, I still didn't stop. First, I tried to shift gears and start teaching online, which was something that my co-teacher and I were aiming to do but hadn't yet done. So this seemed like the perfect opportunity. But when I experienced all of the challenges that teaching online includes, I got really frustrated and super resentful of all of the work immediately. Because that feeling was a slightly different flavor of the tantrum my body was throwing about my clinical work, it stuck out to me. It was harder to ignore because it was novel. So I finally listened and admitted that I didn't want to do it. And the truth was, is that I really couldn't do it because I was beyond exhausted and I really couldn't even care enough to push through to get the online teaching stuff going. So I finally actually heard what my body was saying and decided to take a break. I decided that two weeks off should be enough, little did I know, and told my co-teacher I just couldn't. Pride fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? Cyfox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to cyfoxhealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. She could see what was happening and she encouraged me to take a whole month. I thought that that was ridiculously too long, but I listened to her, which I did way more often than I listened to myself because I trusted her more than I trusted myself then and went with the intention of a month long break. Of course, I wanted to maximize the results of my break. So I unleashed my whole self-care toolbox on myself. I was trying to do all the things I was told would help calm my nervous system and be healthy. I was determined to do them all and do them right this time because I was doing some new things, but I was also doing some old things that I had been doing before. And I was just assuming that I needed to do them better, more different so they would work. This was just one of the many places and times in my life that I told myself that if I just fixed myself or did things differently or correctly or contorted myself in just the right way that it would all work out. Well, I know now that that doesn't work ever. At first, when I was doing all the self-care, I felt really good about managing to shift my focus onto myself instead of everyone else. But over the course of the year, I came to hate all of the stuff that I was doing. I was really resentful of doing it all because it wasn't working. It was really restrictive. I wasn't having any fun or eating anything delicious. And I was super depressed. And this was mid pandemic. I finally admitted that I was completely miserable. All I wanted to do was stop doing all of it. 
So I let myself stop. What a tremendous relief. My insides were so happy to be free from all the shoulds and the have tos of my self-care schedule and practice. And then something interesting happened. With all that space in my day, without forcing myself, I started craving some of the things that I'd been doing. So I listened and I did those things and they felt good. Qigong was one of them. Getting outside when the weather was nice was one of them. Drinking my gut healing smoothie was one of them. Taking my sleepy time supplements was one of them. And at some point during this process, I took an intuitive eating workshop, but had shelved it because I was doing a prescribed diet for my functional medicine doctor and thought, well, obviously that must be right because she's a doctor and knows better than me. But once I had space to hear my body ask for things and began providing it with what it asked for, I realized that I was essentially following the intuitive eating guidelines, but with my self-care and that I could be doing that with my food too. So I started the experiment of letting go of what I should be doing and eating and only doing what I wanted to do and wanted to eat because it felt good or what my body wanted in the moment. And I haven't looked back. It has felt so much better to give myself the space to need one thing today and something different tomorrow. And I don't think my body has ever tantrumed again like it was just before I stopped working. It has had to yell a few times and let me know that what I was doing wasn't working because I didn't realize it, but I was still shooting all over myself. But overall, I have a much better relationship with my body than I have ever had since I started listening and providing instead of forcing myself to do what someone told me was right. So I'm wondering, have you been asking yourself these questions? How do I know what I need? How do I know if the self-care I'm doing is right for me? How in the heck do I listen to my body? How do I know what a signal from my body is? How can I make the right decision for myself when my brain doesn't even work anymore? How can I possibly give myself permission to give myself what I need when it feels like everything on my to-do list is way more of a priority? If you've been asking yourself these questions or questions like this, I have some great news for you. Kate and I are offering a masterclass to help you answer these questions for yourself. We are hosting it on May 20th, and that's only two weeks away. During the class, we will provide some more info, but more importantly, we will provide you with a space to practice listening to your body so that you can start rebuilding trust with yourself that day. If you don't want to wait, I'll give you this practice to start on today. While you wait patiently for the class, try this. Imagine that you have a little antenna coming out of your head that is there just to pick up the signals coming from your body. Now turn on that antenna and be ready to notice when your body's talking to you. At first, you may only hear screaming or tantruming like mine was. You may be saying, too loud, how do I turn down the volume? The only way to turn down the volume is to keep listening. When you listen, tune into where your body is screaming from. Is your head screaming at you in the form of a headache? Is your knee telling you to stop with a throbbing pain? Is your digestion yelling at you with bloating your belly to the bowling ball size? Is your heart flooding around in your chest like a butterfly? 
Are your feet telling you to sit down because you've been running around all day? Notice everywhere that your body is getting your attention via pain or discomfort or symptoms of any kind. Really notice anything that you're feeling that you don't like. Notice the symptom and take a second to say, hello, body part. I hear you. I'm listening now. And then make a page in your journal or in a note on your phone and list the body part that is talking to you. This is enough to start. Just keep tuning in and noticing the body parts that are talking to you or yelling at you. You don't have to do this next part, but if it happens automatically when you tune in, please do, because it would be rude not to follow through. And we don't want to be rude to our bodies when we're aiming for trust. If you happen to hear a message from your body about what it wants immediately upon saying hi to it, then acknowledge that message, write it down and thank your body for telling you. If it's something that you can provide for and you want to go for it and see how you feel once you do. Please note though, that if you've been ignoring your body's messages for years, your body might act like a cat that you left home while you went on vacation. At first, it might, at first, it might be pretty pissed and poop on your bed until it realizes that you are here to stay and actually ready to listen. So if your body yells more at first, once you start listening, know that it will calm down once you listen consistently, consistently for a little while. Just keep listening and writing down the parts that are talking to you. Remember, the road to healing is not a straight line. And when we know that and don't expect it to be, we don't get as thrown off by the zigs and zags of life. That being said, some bodies are stoked to be heard and um, symptoms will immediately calm down and stop yelling at you in the form of pain and symptoms as soon as you start to listen. So it's worth trying either way. If you are start re ready to start listening to your body and you want to join Kate and I on May 20th at noon Eastern for a 90 minute class, head on over to the show notes and click on the link to register. Here's what we'll be doing in that class. We will be setting you up for success with this process by holding space for you to practice listening while we're in class. That way you can ask questions and get immediate feedback if you have any struggle with trying. So if you haven't been listening for a long time or maybe never learned in the first place, at first you might get overwhelmed with what you hear or you might think you're not hearing anything or just hearing the fuzz that sounds like you're not actually tuned in to the right radio station. Anyone else remember those days? Oh, good. It's not just me. Anyways, back to class. Just like riding a bike, when you had to practice lots before you could even wobble yourself down the street using two hands, and definitely before you could lift your hands up and glide no-handed, we will practice listening until you get a clear signal that you will eventually learn to trust. And once we listen, we will ask ourselves questions to determine what a yes feels like, and then also what a no feels like from your body. We are not trying to listen to our minds because that's where the mind beast lives. And our minds are evolutionarily negative because they want to keep us safe and don't want us to do new things. But we want to recover from burnout and that requires new things. So we're going to shift and listen to our body instead. So once we know what those yes and no signals feel like, we will ask ourselves about whether each self-care thing we are doing right now is actually right for us at this point in our recovery. What do you think? How does this sound? 
If this sounds useful to you, go to the show notes and register for the class. It's only $97 for 90 minutes with both Kate and I. We cannot wait to see your faces on Zoom and to help you and your body be friends again, or maybe friends for the first time. Do I see a BFF necklace in your future? Fried friends. That wraps up my first Straight From Sarah episode. Thank you so much for listening today and every other day. We are here for you. If you haven't joined the amazing and super supportive Facebook group, hop on over and introduce yourself and let us know where you're at in your recovery and what you need support with and see how wonderful everyone is in there. I'll see you in the group and on Zoom for the office hours until next month's episode. Until then, try listening to your body and see what happens. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.